Hey there, podcast. Uh, this is another Le Boogie re-listen, uh, going back through the archives to episodes pre-published through Riptide with the core podcasts. This one is with Amory Laverne. It was recorded in Eureka last year during the competition there. Uh, we just finished and we had a beer and had a chat and it's a good it's a good chat. There's a lot going on, good and bad, <laughs> for Moz at the time. But for anyone who missed it the first time, here is the Le Boogie re-listen of an interview with Amory Laverne. Enjoy. Thank you for joining, Amori. Yes, thanks, uh, Josh, to invite me. No problem. It is my pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, we're here in, in Eureka, so um, we've just finished the competition. Um, how was it for you? Um, yeah, it's been a tough time, and at the same time, it's been a really inspirational time. Um, I mean, I didn't compete since the front on King, so that was like eight months ago. And I used to compete so much in my life, and this is pretty much the longest break I had with no competition. Uh, so sometimes it's hard to get back out there um, when you don't see the guys really, and as in my point of view, we don't have really enough contents about all the riders, so I can't really follow them, like how they're surfing and what they're doing, the routines, and me, I'm, I have my own routine in Canary, surfing a lot, feeling well, feeling I'm surfing good, but I come here and i just excited to see the boys surfing and see what level is going to be at this contest, and, and uh, so it's already really exciting to see the boys again on the tour. So... Actually, as, as I knew it, the, the level was just uh, unbelievable at this contest. And uh, I feel old, I feel a bit old. <laughs> you, you can talk. <laughs> I feel a little bit old. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm close to, my, to be uh, 33 in August now. So still pretty young, actually. But in the bodyboarding world, as is changing, uh, we realize with Pierre that we are almost the oldest guy on the tour, <laughs> uh, putting Mike Stewart in other categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we there for a long time. I'm coming here since 13 years already. So yeah, I've been I've been seeing so many different types of uh, Arika Chill and Challenge. This year changed the name. It's called Arika Cultura Bodyboard. Have a new team behind it. So it was really cool to see all these local guys working on this event. And yeah, and the level was just just super high. Uh, the waves been crazy with that new format. And I was really excited to come here and to prepare myself to come here and just to have a good contest people uh, thinking like talking with me about a new title and everything but I think it's really hard in bodyboarding to go for like a new title without knowing how the guys are surfing without contents really and following the career of everyone mm. uh, the bodyboarding is just such a subjective sport mm. so even if you are surfing sick at home and you feel fit and, and you feel that you are surfing at your best level you never know what's going to happen yeah. I think it must be crazy or to just say, yeah, I'm going to Eric, I'm going to win it. Mm. It's super hard. Well, that, that's what I said, but it didn't happen. But that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Confidence goes a long way in this sport, I think. Um, but so, and, and in terms of the new format, um, what, what are your thoughts on this new format? Because there was a bit of controversy around it. There are guys who don't like it so much. There's guys who really like it. Um, where do you stand on the new format? Okay, so um, I think all the change are good. Um, I've been I'm on the tour since 13 years now and I never surf with two format with the same format two years in a row been changing like in the last 13 years like 13 different formats so so it's always a bit new at the end of the year I'm always a bit excited to surf a new format 
um, like the Brazilian guys, for example, I mean, I'm competing since I'm 11 years old. Uh, back in Reunion, we used to have a, a big uh, competitive competition life. I mean, since I'm young, with club, association, French championship. Uh, like, I mean, contests are big in France, and this is, this is a big reason why we are here with Pierre today, because we've been competing for so long, pushing each other. Uh, so, yeah, so when I come here, change the format. I mean, we have to change totally our, our mind setting before coming in the water, for the training, before the contest. So, so I understand some guys uh, that was not really prepared for it uh, because they didn't train for it and they didn't really understood the, the format before the contest start. Mm. So this is true. Like for an athlete, it's, dif it's difficult to change his mind just at the last second. Mm. Uh, but me, I like it because it's true that we need that uh, to push the surf at his best level. And it's what we did at this contest. Yeah. I think it's harder for the judge. It's maybe harder for some riders, but and easier for some other. For example, guys like uh, Tanner or Tristan, did not compete for so many years, it's easier for him to change their mind mm. compared to guys like Yuri Valadao that have been competing for 15 or 20 years in the same format. Mm. So we have to respect that. Mm. Uh, but I think we have to be able to get ourselves there and, and, and do the best we can with the waves we had and the new format. I think it's great for the sport and everybody should be able to do it. Mm. Coming back, you, you mentioned that you've been competing since a, since a very young age. You said you were 11 years old back in Reunion Island when you started to compete. Is that um, how, how early in your life did you make the decision or did you have the dream that you were going to actually be a professional bodyboarder? Um, so yeah, Reunion Island have a really big bodyboarding history. Like uh, one of the first guys from Reunion to really been on the world tour is the father of that famous surfer Jeremy Flores. Oh. So Patrick Flores is one of the first bodyboarder guy uh, never in, knew that. in that Reunion Island. Super interesting. He was surfing in the Murray Boogie contest back in the 85. No Stand up on the bodyboard, <laughs> don't even break fins with him in Hawaii. Just the bodyboard with no fins. And just stand up in the Bo Murray Boogie contest in 85, the year I'm born. So <laughs> Reunion Island have a really long bodyboarding cool. history. And we had some guys like Thomas Richard that yeah. was ripping on the knee and really cool riders and we had many guys before me mm. so when i started bodyboarding around 96 97 there was already a big story of bodyboarding and the beach where i'm starting there was all the good bodyboarders there i mean i didn't even think about surfing or bodyboarding my mm. beach was a bodyboarder beach yeah so and, uh, and all the my hero was all bodyboarders which which beach is this that's called Bukan canot really Bukan famous canot. beach in reunion island and uh, some average wave, but like a really consistent spot that we can learn technically and then start slowly to move to some other waves. But uh, so yeah, so I start early and then I've been, I've been out in the university. I mean, I did my scientific bachelorato. I don't know how you did it in English, but I yeah, finished my high school and then I went to university for two years. So around 21 years old, I decided to stop the university. I was in university to be a, a teacher of sport or physical education. This is like a four years uh, course, I did two, and in the middle of the course I just stopped to really focus on bodyboarding. That was like 2007, mm. and three years after I was world champ. So, mm. so uh, uh, until that I was kind of, kind of looking for the best way to do it and, and looking for a bright future in the sport. And then my family started to support me like 100%, uh, and I just went for it. Mm. 
that noise in the background is some nice beer kegs being wheeled away here in Chile. We're having a beer outside ourselves. At um, What's the name of this place that we're sitting at? Uh, we are in the Mousse restaurant, really nice in the Plaza Colon, so fully in the town centre of Arica. It's nice and... Uh, some new, nice music in the background. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, so that's really interesting about um, that decision to to leave university because, you know, my story, which maybe isn't known so well, is that I left bodyboarding to go to university. So, so and it's about the same time period. So at the t- same time that I went, oh, that's it. I'm out. I'm going to university. <laughs> You're like, that's it. I'm done with university. I'm going to bodyboarding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just uh, studying really hard. I mean, yeah. my brother and sister have been really brilliant in the on, with the school and the study and and I've been okay in my study but yeah always really focused on bodyboarding but many guys in Reunion be, been it's re, better than me in bodyboarding I've been I've been working a lot my my styles changed a lot in the last few years um, I was I, I've been good when I was young but I had some guys that were it's better than me but when you live in Reunion which is such a paradise in the middle of the Indian Ocean and you have to leave from there and leave the family and it's getting really expensive to travel so you can't really come back you, if you go you have to go like six months you can't come back in every context it's mm. impossible so, so this is where was my strength to really leave the island and, 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 and be able to be outside of the island far from my family uh, to travel and to spend a lot of time in Australia uh, with Pierre and start to follow in the tour and, and get strong enough to, uh, yeah, to make it happen Mm. and to fight to get some sponsors and then I did this final in Hawaii in 2007 I get mm. third in Hawaii and this is where pretty much uh, Sniper Bodyboard had to support me financially and I start to be with Cana Beach which is a really famous French brand of cl- clothes and wetsuit yeah. and yeah and that's my career start pretty much there okay so it was linked very much to a result in a competition that really uh, brought the sponsorship to you at yeah. that time yeah exactly yeah. actually I, I was the first uh, that was the best result for a European rider, third in Pipeline. Okay. And back in the days, and uh, this is sad, but Pipeline was like kind of a reference. I mean, mm. was like back in the days when Mike was there, like he was the only friend, uh, world championship. But then even when we start 2006, 2007, Pipeline was like the reference. Like. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. That I'd say maybe I'd probably add that Shark Island had a spot there, but that wasn't really accessible so much for every international rider to have their chance there. So it wasn't the the it wasn't open to everyone. So, but yeah, definitely Pipeline was that reference point. If you had a good result at Pipe, or even even to the extent that if you just got one really good wave at Pipe. And you got in the magazine that year. That was basically could it be the beginning of a career? Exactly. That would pushing you like uh, pushing you so well to get a good exposure from that Hawaiian season. Because mm-hmm. yeah, Shark Island is such a famous wave, but you don't you don't really talk about a season in Shark Island. No, no, not at all. It's more about the contest. So pipeline sometimes you don't have a really good contest there, but you had a really good season. Mm. What people call it, and uh, and you get like a few pages in Riptide or whatever, or yeah. some good shots, and it's enough to push you, push you to to next level. But yeah, as a European re- rider, you we always needed to to make a, a good. Co- I mean, contests are really important in Europe. Yeah, you know, there is not too many free surfers in Europe. You've never been, and mm. and it's hard. Like even guys like Antonio Cardoso that start like almost as a free rider and mm. he's jumping on the tour because he's loving it and. And he's see, seeing that this is pretty much the only way to get the support of sponsors in Europe. Yeah. Uh, without, like, I mean, not too many countries. Australia might be the only one, really. Maybe a couple guys in Hawaii, but mostly in Australia, you can see some free surfers can get 
supported by some brand just uh, just resurfing. Yeah, but um, so why do you think that is? I was actually going to jump in there and ask, uh, why is it that the competitions hold so much value in Europe? And uh, yeah, I mean, that's the question. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. It's all about the culture there. You know, they've been contesting Europe for so many years, you know, mm. and uh, the Back in the days, there was a world tour event every and like in many countries in Europe, and Sintra is there for like 22 years, I think, and and uh, I don't know, and all the countries of Europe have their own national tour, which is kind of dying now. But mm. the tour in France used to be massive, and the European tour used to be massive, and the Portuguese tour used to be massive, and the Spain tour, and the Basque country, and the Canaries. Canaries used to have like a, one of the best tours in the world in terms of uh, level of riding mm. and uh, money and everything, you know. And today there is like yeah, there is like ten guys doing the tour in Canaries. No one's doing it. But 12 years ago it was massive. There was like 40 good guys riding. I mean, so Europe have a really big uh, com comp bodyboarding competition history uh, that is changing a bit at the moment with all the social media and everything that show that you don't really need to compete to get exposure. Um, And it's all about teams, you know, like, because all, all today I think all the social media making the sport most, much more individually. Mm. So, I mean, it's everybody within his own Instagram and on Facebook. And we don't see much the guy sharing some video like the No Friends used to do or Tension, you know, don't really care about sponsors or board, like board company, you know, it's all yeah. together making a big movie. And, and it's enough today. It's more individual. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, things are changing today. I think the market in Europe, it's going a bit down, you know, there is less body border, this is clear, in many countries. Uh, so where we are today in Arica, Chile, and what I was saying with the kids the other day, that Chile is pretty much the only country today, and hopefully Australia, as you were telling me, yeah. where bodyboarding is growing. Mm. But Australia, it's almost like a second grower, like Chile is the first girl, you know, mm. like, like the oldest bodyboarder in Chile get, are, are 40 years old. <laughs> in Reunion, they, they're almost 60. Yeah. And in, in, in Australia, they're almost 62. Yeah, the, exactly. The oldest yeah. bodyboarder in yeah. Chile, they're 40. Yeah, right. Okay. So uh, do, you, do you have any ideas on how, how to reignite that spark again in Europe? What, do you have any ideas of how to do that? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's sad to say that, but it's... it's It's all about money too, you know. Mm. I think it's really important for some local rider to, to support the local tour. Mm. Look, but if the local tour, like I mean in the Canaries, everybody's like, oh no, the local tour are not going, there is not, no money anymore, so I'm not going to spend 200 euros to go there and I'm not going to get any money. Mm. Um, in the Portugal, it's like an economic reality too, you know, like less body border, less people doing contests because people have to work and, 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 and people are maybe riding from 18 to 23 years old and then they realize they have to have a job and they yeah. don't have much time and yeah. why I'm going to try to compete like you for example you come after working two months without bodyboarding you come to try to compete I will not do that I could yeah. not do that Did I don't feel prepared oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't either <laughs> yeah but I mean you're there and you try your best yeah, and, yeah. and you know where you are you know yeah. you're coming saying oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat these guys you know it's going to be tough because you didn't oh, train yeah, yeah, you know yeah. it's, it's clear yeah yeah I could not do that, you know, mm. so it's, it's, I mean, in most of the guys, especially in the Canaries or in Portugal, Portugal still have like a pretty solid tour locally, yeah, pretty yeah. the best in Europe today, mm. for sure. Um, but still, I think people used to support all this local tour, you know, and uh, to really grow the sport again. And then some bodyboarding school are important too, you know, surfing, it's gets so big now in Europe and, and everybody's surfing. Mm. So we really need to do like, to, to, to create again the base of the sport, which is the kids. 
So let's um, let's shift into that because I did have another question, which I'll actually come back to. But like today, you, you're you're a very busy guy, and you've got a lot of things happening at the moment. So, for the listener who may not really truly understand, you know, because often we just see you doing a big backflip at the left at Fronton. You know, Instagram shows us that you mm. do. You, you've just done a huge flip or a big reverse or a big forward. Cool. I'm always doing good stuff. But what, what's the reality like you for you in your kind of average week in, in the Canary Islands? Um, yeah, so recently in the Canary Islands, I mean, I am the, in the busiest part of my life. Like in my bodyboarding world, which is some people may be more busy, some people less. You know, it's just uh, trying not to, com- to compare to anyone, just... Uh, just realize where I am today and all these things that uh, that uh, have been part of my life. So my, the, my, the first thing coming to my life is my family, you know, mm. so two kids now. I've got a four years old son and 11 months uh, uh, daughter. Uh, I've got my wife. I just bought a house last year, which has them uh, renovated. So it's I spent almost two and hours a day. Beautiful. Two hours a day uh, working on my house and uh, yeah, just open a like locally the academy in, in the Canaries because I since three years now I've got my like Emory Academy which is like doing some course around the world uh, so since the beginning of the year I went to Africa uh, I went to Iranian Island I went to Puerto Rico I'm gonna have in Costa Rica in July I'm going to France in August so pretty busy with that one but recently since a year now we're gonna celebrate a year soon in August uh, I've got the school like locally in the Canaries which is the Galda bodyboarding school Mm. Uh, with some local guys over there and uh, yeah we're moving a lot of people there and people get really involved and people get really excited with me but but since the beginning I'm trying to put my distance and explain to people that it's not the moment still for me to really open fully an academy I'm, mm. being, I'm, I'm really competitive rider and <laughs> I don't want to miss any surf you know mm. so this is this is a yeah I don't know I'm feeling I'm feeling split sometime you know between so many stuff and and my family as I said this is one of the most important thing for me but so yeah, sometimes it's hard to just manage everything in one day, mm. uh, and I wish I had more. But it's, so it's why it's good. I'm happy that the tour been to five events, yeah. like a guy like me, and I imagine a guy like Jeff or a guy like that have a, another life on the side, like a job and a family. It's good to have like maybe less events, mm. like more quality and less quantity. You know. Mm. So when the guy is voting for this new format of events, I was happy on it. You know. Yeah, me too. Me too. Definitely. Definitely, and but I mean, you're, you're even busier than that, though, because you have just you, you've launched your store as well. Like I, I know that you, it's not so much promoted yet, but um, you, you have put the store out there. I mean, you, you you're um, what else are you doing? What other things are you actually working on at the moment? Okay, so yeah, so my my main thing. So it's uh, I opened recently that AL, AL store. Um, so I started to distribute Reflex last year in the Canaries. So I was working with the shop mainly. I wanted to do the things well. And, and, and because I'm not Canarian, you know, and I'm living there since seven years now. But I wanted to do the things well, work with the shop and grow the business there slowly but surely. And, but I realized that it was really hard to work with the shop. And I was not really making money. Uh, I was not losing much money, but not making money. And I was spending a lot of time there, you know, with all the orders and, and the relation with the shop, uh, which I really like. But... It was a lot of time there for not not much money, so so this year I just decided to uh, to be the exclusive exclusive sailor in the Canaries with the brand through my online store that I just launched. Uh, so I just start. I'm going to distribute only in the Canaries for these first few months and hopefully opening to Europe after. But this is such a new world for me. Like I mean, the selling, the orders, the Excel files, and the 
and uh, the the money and and all this uh, yeah the, this money that you have to invest to make money. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need to put money to to make money, but sometimes when uh, I don't know bodyboarding, it's such a small world, and and some amount I've been putting in this adventure, you know, it's already so much for me. And sometimes I feel like I'm depressed, you know, like wow, all this money I put there, but I'm not gonna make money there. But it's gonna take some time and. And uh, and I'm feeling a bit alone sometimes since since I, I want to be the exclusive sailor there. So yeah, I'm a bit against everyone now. And as I'm not Canarian, it's sometimes a bit weird this feeling, you know. But most of the guy close to me, they're confident and they told me to do it. And some local radio that really good friend of mine, they support me. And I know if I have the support of this guy, I can I can be confident. Mm. Is it still a challenge for you as a, you know, as a guy from Reunion Island, it seems you, you mentioned a couple of times there that, you know, I'm not Canarian, but I'm doing business in the Canaries. Like, do you, do you really feel that pressure as an outsider still, even after seven years in the location? Yeah, of course. Of course, because it's such a small island, you know, and Canarians are pretty famous to be like a, a rough guys, you know, and they have a really good level in bodyboarding, you know. It's, it's the, pretty much the, not the first place, but one of the places you come there and people really look at you as you are as a person you know not really as a, as a rider i mean i'm working in i'm working in the street here in chile many people get excited and i'm out i'm out uh, i'm signing some autograph and people i don't know when you get in canaries i never sign autograph in canaries to scope all kids <laughs> to a couple kids you know but it's more like people watch me people have so much level there like i mean yeah. there is so many guys with uh, international there, level there are a lot of very good guys in the Canaries. really good riders so i came there like a bit uh feeling small yeah. some really heavy waves you know a lot of level the guy already have the team there is just in the canaries there is three brands of canarian boards <laughs> just in the canaries <laughs> there crazy. is two brands of wetsuit canarian wetsuit there is uh, two brands of uh, uh canarian fins there is like three brands of Canadian uh, uh, leashes, you know. So when you come there as a Frenchman with a French brand and bringing <laughs> Reflex now as an Australian brand, you really have to take care of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now I'm I'm stuck. I've got my little team there. People are really close to me. Yeah. And um, and I don't know. I'm just trying to make the things. Uh, I don't. I'm, I'm not against everyone. You know. I'm just trying to push everyone and 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 involved the other brands with me too you know like the guy was like oh you're gonna make one uh wetsuit brand and one board brand you know but my friends have a bodyboarding shop and just pushing so many people to go from shop from him yeah but i just have one two brands you know so i don't have too much choice there yeah and sometimes people oh where i can find this brand and just push it because i'm not i don't want to be against everybody i just want to make my own business there yeah my, my little uh i create my little wall there in the industry and and that's it you, you seem to be ensuring that there you don't really want to have the confrontations with anyone, it seems, in the Canary Islands. It seems like you've got an approach that really um, seems quite respectful for, for other people there. Um, but there's a pretty well-documented... Um, a pretty well documented kind of beef of yours recently, which has kind of popped up on social media, that I, I feel like... I don't know how many times this post has been shared now, but I think it's coming up to 50 or so or more shares now. And uh, for the listener, and we are going to be reaching out to the for another side of this story, just so that everyone who hears this understands that we will be seeking um, the other side of this story as well. But what's the what's the big problem for you at the moment that you've been kind of highlighting through social media? It, it seems like it's a sponsorship-related thing, but what's that all about? Can you clarify any more? Uh, yeah, I'm actually really happy to have the opportunity to clarify a bit the situation because through a Facebook post, 
Um, I could write everything on Facebook, read the world story, but I sincerely don't have the time to do this and I don't think it was the good place to do it. So as I'm having trouble with the Australian brand, I'm, I'm stuck that to have the opportunity with the Australian media to explain a bit the situation. First of all, uh, the, the four or five years I spent in the team of this brand have uh, been one of the most amazing years I had in bodyboarding. Uh, so I was really close with Pierre and really close with these guys on the south coast and we had, I mean, these guys been sharing with me like crazy, craziest place I've ever been and been crossing Australia from west to, to east, you know, like some, some amazing life experiences, you know. And at the beginning, I was not even thinking money at the beginning of the relationship with these guys because they were bringing me so much and bring me with the ski, doing some toe outs and some new things for me, you know, and filming and make me some podcast and feeling I'm like kind of a part because I, with Pierre, we were pretty much the first European to arrive in Australia. Mm. To really, yeah, definitely. Because the guys before us, they were in Hawaii, California, yeah. and then we realized, oh, we should have to go in Australia. And like before, before us, like we were pretty much the first European to surf many waves in Australia, mm. all the way down the coast and Luna Park and all these things. We've been the first European. So when I was there with this guy, I was not even thinking money. I was just so stuck to leave this experience there. And I was, but then slowly our relationship getting bigger and my name was getting bigger around the world. So, so, so slowly and surely I was having a contract with these guys and uh, like a professional contract with me and, uh, and uh, the factory in, uh, in Australia. And then I was following the, the experience. They were not really paying me about the time, you know, but I was okay, but we still have some communications, which was the most important for me, because you can't pay me, but if we're still talking as friends and with confidence and you explain me the truth, like, I'm worried I can pay you now, I don't have the money or something, like some communication, I will be heaps more patient. Mm -hmm. But for me, the worst is when you really have a friend relationship and then from that, just no more contacts, like no answer for my emails, no answer to my phone calls. When So that's, this is the first part that really annoyed me uh, in this relationship we had, because I had such a good time with these guys. And then from one day to the other, I could not even get in touch with them. And then the brand's been slowly going down. I know it, it's tough because I know bodyboarding industry, it's really tough, you know? And I still don't know exactly what it happened to that brand, how they disappeared that fast. Maybe they've been investing too much, too much riders, maybe, I don't know. I don't know, because for me, it was, it was the best wetsuit brand uh, in the world. I mean, they had the best team. They were doing some such innovative product, really quality product. Uh, the owner of this brand is really talented and in terms of bodyboarding, in terms of editing, in terms of creating his own brand. He's kind of guy, I, have, I had so much respect for him because he's kind of guy doing everything by himself. Um, so I already had a lot of respect for him, but when it's come the moment to talk about money, and if you make a signed contract to a guy and you have such a big brand and you take guys, guys like Ben Player and Nick Golna, we are some amazing riders, I think you have to do the things well. Mm. So today, after many years without any touch with them, I just saw that the, the brand is coming back on the market. So, and, and coming back to the market, thinking they don't own money to anyone or just saying nothing to anyone, I think it was not really the best way to do it. Uh, I wish I had an email from these guys before they do it, you know, like, I'm really going to come back, we're sorry what it happened, what we could do, like, I don't know, some communication, and maybe I will not be there, like, so hungry about them, and, mm. and do it, all these things on, on social media. So, it, it feels like you're quite hurt about the communication above all else. Exactly, for me today, I'm, probably, I'm surfing with Reflex, where Ryan Hardy is priceless for me. 
working with a legend that answered to my email every time that send me support message that that we share some family lifestyle and then this is priceless for me and I've been surfing for Reflex for more than a year without being paid but this relationship we had with Hardy was just priceless I was like well, this guy get is insistently interesting about my life and about what I'm going to do and about the contest tomorrow and, and we have like a, a WhatsApp group where he's sending so many messages to everyone and and I don't know, this is this is for me bodyboarding. Like, it's not all about money. We know it's not all about money. If not, <laughs> yeah. I was not there today. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about relationship, it's about like a commune project and everything. This is what I'm looking for. So yeah, I've been hurt because I've been spending some amazing moments with this guy. And then from that one day to another, I, I, I was not part of the family. And I was, it's like if nothing happens. I was like, I did a dream all this year. I spent in the South Coast with this guy, sleeping in the same house, driving the same cars and, and having fun with these guys was just, it seems unbelievable, but so yeah. Today I'm a bit hurt. I know people been been uh, I don't know, been hurt about this post I did on Facebook, but it's because in bodyboarding it's not happened much. Mm. Nobody really put on public state like the the um, situation about sponsors or about the conflict they could have with a judge or with the APB or whatever. You know, nothing really happens on the appears on the social media. Everybody's scoring rays. Yeah, everybody's a bit nice or a bit quiet. It, it's definitely not my style either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to, to yeah, to, I don't know, it, to make that post really cost me. It cost me a lot of time to put this post and I, I pen with my finger 10 minutes on the phone, like thinking I'm going to publish it or not, you uh -huh. know? And, and I just did it because today, as I said in my post, you know, I used to, I, I was waiting for this money for so long as an athlete, but today I'm a, I'm a father mm. and such a big amount of money. Uh, it, I, I'm not thinking about this money like, oh, I can do the next contest with it or I can travel to Mexico with it. I'm thinking, wow, with this money I can buy a good door for my garage <laughs> and maybe I can buy a good bicycle for my son and maybe I can put my son in a Montessori school next year that's going to cost me 400 bucks a month and so with this money I can do this this is what I'm thinking for this money not to make any joke or, or, or any, any travel I've been traveling a lot in the last 15 years I'm just have a new a vision of life now and I and, and a new vision of, of how important money is to bring what I want to bring to my family so we'll leave that conversation there and we will be following up on this with um with the other um people involved to to get, to you know to try and give everyone a chance to voice um their opinions and sides of the story and whatnot and thanks for sharing that moz um i want to pick up on something though in that um it seems a lot like you mentioned that your motivation now in life is very much primarily driven by your family and and making sure that that family is you know supported and 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 that is what you're you know that's the primary core that's everything for you right now so this comp is about earning you know a result for the family um it's been a long career now for you as a professional bodyboarder has it been everything you thought it would be when you started uh yeah no bodyboarding br bring my life much more than i could ever imagine ever imagine because I never thought like when I was younger it's not like Pierre where Pierre was 12 years old and we were seeing Pierre surfing and we we're like oh you're gonna be world champ man you just yeah fuck that guy you know? 12 years old <laughs> and me I was as I said before I was good in bodyboarding but never really somebody told me Amory you've got a potential you're gonna be world champ it's like I'm gonna try to follow the world tour and f before that it was just I'm gonna try to make one season in Hawaii let's see 
and to, maybe I'm going to be able to catch a wave at Pipeline. That was mm. my goal, firstly. <laughs> and then oh, I'm going to try to find the money to pay the inscription for Pipeline, you know, and step by step like this. So, so yeah, bodyboarding brings much more than I could imagine. And many friends of mine, like a guy that I was cool with, they still, they still can't believe I'm there where I am today. Because mm. I was like a normal dude. <laughs> just bodyboarding with my friends and being at the beach and party and just having fun and go with my motorbike to the beach yeah. and that's it. And working at school like pretty well. And, and uh, my mom was supporting me, but supporting me as, uh, as she knows the beach was cool for me and the ocean, and, but never much more than this. So, so yeah, I never thought I would be there today. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm so passionate about the bodyboarding, you know, but I realized that it's much more just about surfing. Mm. I used to be really passionate about surfing that I really need to be in the water to feel well, but today it's since two years now, since pretty much I have my family, it's, it's, uh, it's much, bi- much bigger than this. Yeah. I mean, I feel I'm with the academy sharing all my knowledge and pushing some kids and now opening the... Uh, honing like the sniper and reflex in the canaries with my team and this is where really I'm, I'm, I'm loving to be you know and have a team and support and coach some kids that don't maybe come to some result in the future you know this kind of stuff I will never imagine I will do that one day and uh, so this is a big part today of, of me mm. to share what, what I've been uh, knowing all this learning all these years you sound like um while you are, while you're enjoying this moment now which would you would you say that you're in the kind of where do you put yourself now in the competitive landscape like where are you at now are you do you still want world titles I'm or? totally lost <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretty lost I'm yeah. pretty lost because I'm simply surfing at my best level today like I mean riding right and left and yeah. And, and, and feeling really healthy and when I'm surfing in the Canaries lately I mean I was consistent I've never been consistent like this yeah. my style has been changing a lot and I'm really confident on my style now and I've, technically I feel I'm surfing at my best level yeah. but like seriously watching this contest <laughs> I just realized that the guys are surfing to another level you know and it's what I said because I didn't see Tanner surfing since back in the front on King so 8 months without seeing Tanner mm-hmm. a couple things online but as you said you watch my my video at front on and you're like, I'm already surfing next level, but, yeah. but this is all about photo and video. This is not the same, you know, when mm. you see the guy surfing like five days in a row and you can really see, and sometimes you, sometimes some of the guys disappoint me. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not that consistent, that guy. Mm. Like I thought he would be more consistent, but some other dude like, like uh, Tanner, for example, yeah, I've been blowing away by his level, you know. Uh, for me really today, like the best technical bodyboarder in the world is Pierre Louis. Mm. You know, he's just at the next level technically. I mean, Stanner is there, but but Pierre is the perfect combination about like really high technical level and a really good ex- contest experience. I mean, this is what what Tanner needed, and he still needs it. Mm. Not because he won with two ten, that is a competition machine. He no. knows that. Uh, this take a while, and even if you are a genius, that's going to take a while to win the Arica. It's coming after like four years before winning it. You know, mm. take a while. So me, where I am today, I'm still thinking about it. I'm going to go slowly in Brazil now, trying to be the, preparing myself and surfing at my best step by step. Uh, it's hard for me now to have like a goal, like a goal for this full year. I mean, I have to go step by step and see how I go. But yeah, I'm kind of lost with that new format, the level of the riders, uh, all the things in my life. I feel I know all these guys like Tano is just thinking about bodyboarding, mm. and I was the I was the same. 
I was the same at 20, 20 World Zone. I was thinking only about bodyboarding, mm. not even social media or something. It was mm. bodyboarding, that's it. Yeah. So today I have much more in my mind, but that's not an excuse. You know, when I am surfing at Gringo for the contest, I'm just thinking about bodyboarding. I'm not yeah. thinking about my shop or my family. I'm, but it's still like in the preparation when you have so many things in the mind, sometimes it's hard to focus on just one big goal. But are you enjoying, um, you, but you do seem to enjoy the other elements like the the Amori Academy and, and traveling to these places and sharing your knowledge. You seem to get uh, a lot of joy from that. Yeah, I love to share my knowledge and to see people just in three days. I spend with them, like really see some progression and uh, and see people really like the way I'm sharing because it's all about, like, I mean, some guys... Uh, it's really hard for some people to explain what they're doing for his bodyboarding. Bodyboarding, it's happened so fast, every waves are different, you know, and if you ask Pierre, like, how are you doing these flips? He's not gonna answer, he can't really explain you because it just make it happening, mm. you know? And and sometimes it's hard when someone asks you, how are you doing an air reverse? Wow, this is tough because so many different sections, so many different types mm. of waves. But to really explain the guys and, and, and to share this knowledge about all the base of the sport and everything and to see all these kids growing and in a couple of months really improve their level on bodyboarding, I feel so, so grateful, so thankful to see that. And I imagine that someone really coaching, not even in bodyboard, just in, not only in bodyboarding, but in tennis, in so many places, like coaching a kids or a guy that is performing in contests, it must be an amazing feeling. Mm. And hopefully one day it will happen to me, but I'm still really competitive. Like in my school in Canaries, I'm just doing with young kids. I'm not training like 16 to 18 years old kids because I can't really share surf with them because when I'm surfing some good wave, I'm really competitive in the wire. <laughs> so so I really train some kids in like so a small ways. That wouldn't be so good for business with the 16 to 18 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> no, it would be good. <laughs> but And they want to train with me, but yeah. I feel that I'm still so competitive, you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes it's hard for me to, like, I can't really miss a surf to doing a course. You know, I prefer cancel the course. I lost 50 bucks, but I'm going to surf front on without people filming. And yeah. I'm just surfing. You know, I'm still there. So if you were to characterize yourself, um, are, you a, are you a competitor first and then a bodyboarder second? Or, are you, you know, there's this, I think there's always been this problem in bodyboarding where you've had the professional free surfer and the professional uh, competitor. Where do you fit in between those two? How do you see yourself? No, I'm definitely seeing myself as a competitor. Mm. I'm competing since so long. Uh, I'm a competitor in normal life anyway, you know. I like to perform. But slowly, I'm trying to be conscious that you can you can make competition all the time. You get tired about it, and you can compare all the time because competition are good. Because since we are young, I, I, I see it really with my son. Like the society where we are today, it's already a big competition. Mm. Which which kid's, which kid's going to work first? Which kid's going to talk first? Which <laughs> you know, it's already a competition. You know, and I'm trying to first to uh, teach it to myself and to the people around me that we should not compare too much. Like, I mean, Pierre is Pierre and Tanner is Tanner. They have their own stories and their own yeah. personality and their own history with bodyboarding and their own approach. And I've got my own and you've got your own approach, you know? So it's so competition is just for one moment. 30 minutes, we are to compare ourselves mm. in this kind of condition. But after we're out of the world, we should not compare. So, But I'm still working on it. It's mm. easy to say that, but it's I think it's a life... Uh, a life... Um, goal you know to stop comparing too much and just making my own ways but i'm a competitor and i think maybe it's 
because we are talking about with Alex Ranga, for example, which is in my team, we're talking about free surfing, let's do this travel, but it never happens. <laughs> never happens because I've got my family and because I keep my money for the world tour, you know? And even now we're talking about Fuck that! Let's 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 go in Arica with free surfing. <laughs> I mean, I'm coming in Arica since 13 years, yeah. and I would love to come here like two weeks without contest and just yeah. film. Yeah. You know, so I think my free maybe my free surf side will come back even stronger when I want to really spend the money in free surfing trips and filming and everything. I'm not doing it at all. All the money I've won, my bodyboarding is going for contest at the moment. But do do you really think you'd be content just free surfing? No, <laughs> I need competitions. Yeah, I love competitions. Yeah, I love competition. I hate lose. Yeah, but when I see the guys in the level of riding, you know, it's just like the other day on the Sunday when I saw these guys and yeah. I lost in the morning again. Edia Luciano are kind of devastated, and I knew the wave's gonna be a bit better after with the tide dropping off. And then, but after I saw the level of riding, I was like. Well, I would keen to surf with that guy, but maybe they will kick my ass and that's it. <laughs> and kick my ass even in better waves. Yeah. I don't know. The level was super high, you know, so I think even Pierre, I saw Pierre watching the ocean for like 10 minutes. I was like, what are you thinking of, Pierre? I'm like, the guys are good, man. <laughs> the guys are good, you know, and it's fair to say that to Pierre because Pierre is technically for me on the other level to everyone. That doesn't mean he's going to win all the contests because he's not the best surfer one. He's the best competitor. Mm. But the level is just to another uh, to just get to a new level now bodyboarding with this contest I, I, I think uh, so you do think that this was like a significant step up in bodyboarding this event yeah I think so I think so because uh, many guys was there I mean we were talking with this before the top 24 it's really internationally this year yeah uh, people think we missed maybe some Australian riders but actually we saw many Australian riders at this contest we much did. more than this all fast, uh, last three years maybe mm. and I'm stoked about it yeah. that uh, Lee could inspire a couple guys yeah. some young guys uh, and we've got guys from Argentina and we've got some Portuguese guys that uh, really work hard to be there you know because yeah. today we're really on the tour like who is living from bodyboarding like as a professional I mean for me a professional bodyboarder like a professional athlete it's someone gonna just think about it yeah. you know just think about bodyboarding and training and maybe in the top 24 today there is maybe four guys like this just thinking about training yeah. you know, most of the guys or this guy all oh, they think funnily they think works like my works are in the bodyboard academy bodyboarding academy bodyboarding online store but so I'm a professional bodyboarder. I'm a professional in bodyboarding, yeah. but not a professional bodyboarder. This is something a bit different. Yeah. What do you? I I, I think um I think as as something to kind of finish up this this conversation. It's been really interesting to have you on the podcast and to hear um yeah your thoughts on all of these things about competition and whatnot. With your experience now, with the the life that you've had in bodyboarding, and with the the realities of this sport that you've, you've learnt and you're learning probably still, what advice do you give to the young, you know, the 16-year-old who, who's, who's quite good and they're thinking about, you know, a career or trying to make something out of bodyboarding? What's your advice to them about how to approach this sport today? So, yeah, my advice for the kids, like... Um it's trying to be the most conscious possible of their level. Like, I mean, depends where you come from, depends where you where you surfing. Sometimes you are the best of your beach and that's enough to put you like on the top of it and you just think, oh, I'm the best of my beach. I should be a professional bodyboarder. But that's I, how I feel when I go back yeah. to Tankari. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just feel uh, that the young kids should be more independent as soon as possible and organize themselves to keep going on bodyboarding with all the things that build their life at this stage. I mean, the family, maybe a girlfriend, maybe a study. I think today it's like Mike was saying at the meeting today, you can't really give the dream to a kids like, oh, you're going to be a professional bodyboarder and you're going to get money from it. And it's, 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 uh, it's fake. It's mm. not real. Mm. It's not real. But to organize your life around bodyboarding, to keep bodyboarding as an activity to keep to stay fit and healthy, uh, to to keep bodyboarding as a connection with the ocean, which is really healthy for you and your family, uh, uh, to organize your study with bodyboarding because I'm sure you're gonna study better after a good surf in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To to uh, meet people on the beach, you know, to travel and to, to, to learn some new language. I mean, bodyboarding brings to your life yeah. something much bigger than, than, than the world tour or than, or than that to be a professional bodyboarder and get mm. sponsors. This is like a, a real lifestyle. So my advice really to some kids is that as soon as possible, get organized. You can't really at 16 years old saying, oh, I don't have the time. You've got the time, <laughs> but you just have to organize yourself and, uh, and, and, and make all the things working together for you to bodyboard as long as possible and, and the, the healthiest way possible. That's my advice. So there it is, Amori Laverne. Uh, I re-listen there for the Le Boogie podcast. Um, plenty covered in that one. Uh, still a very passionate bodyboarder. Um, as far as I understand, this year he may be making an appearance at Arika, but for the rest of the tour he won't be joining us, um, focusing on a few other things in life, um, like his academy, and just, um, you know, enjoying some good trips and getting some good waves so all the best to Moz uh, with what he does over the coming months Uh, we're all just about to kick off the first leg of the Grand Slams in Brazil which I'll be attending and yeah I think uh, I'm going to try and pump out a few more uh, Le Boogie episodes before Brazil starts because I'm hoping uh, on the ground to collect some new interviews with a bunch of guys Um, so yeah I'm looking forward to sharing all of that with you Um, yeah so enjoy this podcast I hope you enjoyed it and stay tuned for much more Okay, I'm okay.